Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. Ayo, hey, dig it. Dig it. Check it out. It's Wednesday, the 15th, which is actually my Thursday. Tomorrow will be my Friday. 
which I have to come in tomorrow at 12 to 8 or a.k.a. 11.45 to 7.45. But you guys already know what time it is. We're back, man. The Red Pill Party podcast, man. The chapel for the Crimson Capitals. Okay, this is the this is the chapel for the Crimson Color Capsules. And yeah, man, check it out, man. It's, it's like eight eight forty six. I actually just got done finishing everything up. But like I stated before, I think I stated this Monday or earlier on in the week or late last week, or even during one of the days uh, on the weekend. Uh, this week was going to be busy. I still got one day left to go. And uh, I was pretty much stuck with gathering all of the old books, all of these old files, all of these boxes. And uh, I'll tell you one thing. I got a workout today. Definitely gotten a workout. Um, considering the fact, I mean, not to say that I wasn't working beforehand. It's just the pace earlier on in the year. Cause like I'm already through my first school year. So by the time school starts again, I'll be coming up on one year here. You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of a milestone. You know what I mean? Cause I'm making decent money here. But I'm also planning other things. Like I said, I've already planted my strategy. I've been talking to my homeboy from Indiana. Shout out to him. I don't want to put his name out there. But um, I've been talking to him a bit about how the area is out there. I know it's a very conservative uh, red state, which is something that one of the upsides of it. You know, all I have to do is kind of get connections out there when it comes to jobs and um, finding something solid there. And I feel rather than do it how I was planning, which was just stack up enough money to just move into like, you know, a nice apartment in this state, it's just not going to do it. I'm going to have to go above and beyond. And I feel that the move will be necessary and the move will be healthy for me. So I'm thinking about that. So if anything happens with this job, then I know automatically, well, I'm not going to quit. They'll have to fire me. And if they fire me, I'll just get unemployment. And then with the unemployment, I can kind of have a nest egg of a little income while I'm out there and kind of just find my way when it comes to like, um, you know, job opportunities and shit like that. I'm going to pretty much continue what I'm doing now, which is custodial maintenance uh, type of work Uh, with the experience that I have, I was able to get this position, which, which is why I'm not really hesitant to just leave right away, especially when I have something solid here. So we're going to see how things go, but we're going to do something different because my phone is actually on 32%. So what I'm going to do is a good 30 minutes, maybe a 40 minute uh, segment I wanted to talk about something that actual in detail, more organic type of thing that I plan on doing a lot more, you know, as well as the Reddit stories and the video responses. I'm kind of finding my rhythm when it comes to 
doing this whole podcast thing. Because like I said, I've been doing this shit. Shit, man. Wow. I mean, I've been doing this shit here on, on Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. I've been doing this shit here since 2017. And then before that, I was doing, uh, I had a blog talk radio. I think I had a Stitcher, uh, a podcast for Stitcher. And then before that, I was doing podcasts. Um, I was doing like non-Red Pill related shit with my uncle. And we would talk about, you know, wrestling and comic books and shit like that. And that was like 2013. And then even during that time, well, not that's not 2013, is it? Nah, that was 2014 when I was doing the Blacklisted podcast. By the way, guys, check out the Blacklisted podcast. My uncle, a.k.a. Newbie is Black, the host. I think he still has a podcast. He should. Uh, I'm sure he's talking about a lot of things involving professional wrestling and things of that nature. But, you know, I had to, you know, switch things up. And I feel that going on these topics and talking about these things that I'm talking about is just an example of the development, the self-development that I've partaken in and just really trying to get to the next best thing when it comes to opportunity and not necessarily asking for those opportunities. You take those opportunities. A lot of opportunities, and if you think about it, a lot of opportunities were essentially handed to you the whole time. You just never really thought about it until it's too late. It's almost similar to what they say about bitches. You don't know what you got until it's gone. I mean, while you had it, you really didn't cherish it and you really didn't appreciate it. But now that it's gone, you can you're able to look back and and have regret, but not like sorrow, just something to learn from. You feel me? And that's what I feel with the context and the shit that I talk about here. Like, yeah, it's going to seem hostile. Yeah, I'm going to seem turned up because I'm passionate about what I talk about, especially when it comes to these subjects. So we will go through some videos later. I I left my charger at home, so that's why I was saying my phone is on 32%, which is why I'm going to do about 30 minutes now, go home, grab my charger, and then continue off with the episode. So I have a little topic, and this this is towards all men and women. Excuse me. Tonight's topic is going to be titled Some Scars Take Years to Heal. Some scars, gentlemen, take years to heal. Now, the reason why I'm aiming this towards the gentleman because we know a thing or two about scars, right? We know about bumps and bruises and we know, um, you know, some some of us have to get stitches. Shout out to my boy. Uh, shout out to my homeboy. He just had got his fucking arm stitched the fuck up. And then, you know, some crazy shit happened. And then he was able to get that fixed out. So shout out to him. But we all know a thing or two about scars. And let's, let's try to connect the dots here. Let's just try to connect the dots. Well, actually, no. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep it, you know, 100 the scars that I talk about are emotional, mental, and in some cases, psychological scars. What I'm going to be talking about in this particular, in this particular case is the emotional scars. Some men have scars that have not yet healed. 
But I feel that men are more capable of handling that via self-development and true introspection rather than just jump into the next relationship like most modern women do. So our scars are something that we keep sacred. Some of our scars can be easily seen. Some of our scars can be masked up, but they're still there. They're there in our heads. And the women and other people who come across you in life, they can pick up on it when it comes to your demeanor, your attitude, and the way you carry yourself. Some scars take years to heal because a lot of people don't want to admit the fact that they've had scars. They still have scars. They're still visible. The scars and the aftermath of putting your your trust, consideration, and everything you have into a woman who just simply tells you that's not good enough. Do more. I need more. I want more. Here's more. Here's a better guy. Here's a better option. I'm just going to go there. I'm going to leave you high and dry, even though you put everything in me. Even though you put all your effort, trust, and consideration in me, I'm just going to take that love and consideration you give me and give it to somebody else. Some scars take years to heal. Past relationships and past breakups, it can either educate a man or it can scar a man. But even being scarred, you can still learn a thing or two. And because you face those problems head on and you're more introspective and you try to figure out the things that go wrong, you'll be more in tune on how to make things right for yourself moving forward. A lot of guys have scars that have not yet healed. A lot of guys have anger within them. And as I state, and as many others will state, this is not a hatred. It is a indifference that a lot of men are having with modern day women. And that could also stem from present because we talked about past relationships. But what about present interactions? I know a lot of guys can relate to this, but have you ever dealt with a woman? And years later, you come across other women who are exactly like the women you dealt with. I mean, sure, their names are different. Certain things about them are different, but they're generally the same. You know, the same, it's, it, and it's all about baggage. It's about, it's about baggage. And it is about just the toxicity of what becomes of her nature. It's not her nature naturally. It becomes of her nature due to her influences. Now, you can copy and paste anything that a woman says on TikTok and you'll find probably 50 to 100,000 bitches saying the same shit. The high value man narrative, the weak minded man narrative, the men are cheaters narrative, the men ain't shit narrative. The where all the good men narrative. All this shit, you can look this shit up. This terminologies you can just type in. And, and, and videos, hundreds of videos will pop up with bitches saying the same shit. This could be this can also be said about the manosphere. And I've said this time and time again. I feel 
that in my position as a man and a man who considers himself red pill aware, but who doesn't feel the need to box himself in a particular group or category that would separate me from other men of the manosphere. I have a lot of respect for the men who are truly going their own way and the men who are actually making progress and the men who are still on that path of self-development because you're never fully developed. There's always something to learn. I've made this analogy when it comes to martial arts. You don't just get a black belt and that's it. Now you go for the first degree black belt, second degree black belt. Then you get to a point where you become um, master instructor. You become a well, you become an instructor through the black belt, um, you know, the black belt stage, which I know this from Tang Sudo. And you get to a certain point as a black belt, you become a master instructor. And I feel it's a stage and you can compare it to the red pill because you've learned things from the red pill. Now you're willing to tell others. Now you're willing to inform others. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think that's the important thing about this whole manosphere shit. It's not necessarily about the groups. And I'm not I'm not going to I'm not throwing shade, but I'm just going to be honest. It's not about the 21 studios. It's not about the men's conventions. Even though all of those things are good, it's about real, raw red pills. And I think, like I said, I'm, I'm getting to a point in my life where I'm focusing primarily on this as well as my job and really seeing the results of both. Like I said, I'm working constantly. I'm down to like 211 pounds. I think I talked about this before that I was trying to get some weight down. And before I was at like 218, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Now I'm at 211, you know, just from working constantly, having just a routine of movement, lifting and doing stupid shit like that. And I'm not talking about going to the gym. I'm talking about going to the job. You know, my shit is my shit is very hands on. You know, I'm a very hands on uh, blue collar type of dude. And um, that work, believe it or not. And it's funny because it took me a while to understand it. But work is probably the best thing that you can do as a man. Whatever it is that you do, as long as you make money doing it, and like you can like you can stay afloat. But like work helps deal with you know. But it, it doesn't really help. But what it does is just keeps your mind occupied. Because a lot of guys, you know, in these times we have a lot of shit on our minds, and I think work kind of helps me um, suppress that, and 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 just constantly moving and, and staying busy keeps my mind out of all the fuckery going on. But I have my scars. My scars have healed, but at times they still appear. And the reason being is as a human being, more or less, and a man who doesn't really have much tolerance for today's women, I really just, I rather just stay to myself. And I think that's the way, and like with my self-development, it, it dealt with isolation. And people always get like isolation as like imprisonment or just being cast away. And I guess it depends on how you see it. I I would I would prefer using the term solitude, but even that or solitary confinement, like it can be connected. 
But for me, it was the time away from people to really understand what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be at. You know, if you don't deal with your problems and you let those scars, those scars, if you don't attend to a scar, right, or open cut, or if you don't cover it, if you don't, if you don't do what's necessary to heal that scar, to clean that scar, it will be infected. And once it is infected, it spreads, right? So now one bad relationship that you had with a girlfriend that cheated on you will now put you in a funk to where you don't want to communicate and deal with any bitches. And look, I'm not telling you that's right or wrong. Everybody's different. People have ways. And yeah, men, we, we're generally the same when it comes to certain things. But when it comes to dealing with, I think, um, sadness, uh, depression, anything, anything of the negative, I think men, men's way of dealing with things varies. I know guys who go to the gym all day and they go to the gym to relieve the stress and the tension that they go through throughout the day. They burn it off and they end up being in excellent shape, right, because of that. And not to even say that that heals the scars, but that's treatment. You see what I mean? It's treatment. Sitting back and just boohooing and crying about bitches and saying how there's no great women out here. And look, I can't tell you that that's right or wrong. But what I can tell you is sitting back and just complaining and not taking the time to try to get treatment for those scars. We need as men treatment. And I feel that with me, the Raw, Real, and Red Pill Party podcast is that treatment. It's that harsh reality. It's that medicine that people hate, but they know that it's good for them. They know that it's going to help them in the long run. You feel me? This ain't this ain't bullshit of, of selling anything. I am writing a book, but I'm not selling it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there for people to read, just because. I, I've learned a lot of things throughout the years, and I learned more things and accomplished more things by myself than with people. And it's hard to really explain it because it's not me saying that I don't want to be around people. Um, I've just learned to be more socially selective. The people who I can gel with and the people who I can actually conversate with, then that's 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 cool. The people that I can't, I don't force conversation. I don't force interactions. I let things go the way that they go. I can't I can only control. I can only control the emotions and the problems within me. I can't worry about the world in that sense. I think it's difficult to explain it without sounding selfish. It's just if you're like me and you've been around people growing up, or if you had a, a circle of friends or at least associates, you know, people you consider, you know, friendly when it comes to conversation. You know, I've I've kind of came to the conclusion that I'm not a group person. But I feel that groups can be effective. But groups get lost in one thing, and it starts with the letter I. And it's not I as in me, although it can be a it can be a reference to that. It's individuality. The problems with groups are individuality and identity. So if there's a large group of people, right, and, and, these, and these group of people 
generally believe the same shit. They talk about the same shit, right? They will begin to identify with one another. Now, that's not a problem when it comes to basic general knowledge of understanding shit. The problem is when it affects appearance, it affects attitude, it affects personality, and and people who tend to be in groups tend to depend too much on the groups. So without those groups, they're essentially nobodies. They're not comfortable in their own skin. And like, I was like that. And like five years, five, six to seven years ago, I had to disconnect. I had to disconnect from those around me because it was, it was apparent and nothing personal against them, but they weren't really, it, there wasn't really any progress being made when you're in a, when, when you have a group of friends and you're like the only one who's making progress or like, you're the only one who's working. You're the only one who's driving. You're the only person with your own place or et cetera. What happens is those people who you were so close to, they feel that you're moving away from them because you're actually making progress. And it's not to say that the people weren't making progress. It was just that you were just on another level when it comes to where you want to be. It's not saying that you're better. You're just thinking more clear and realistic. I feel people like myself who took time away from people and the bullshit and generally focused on like what they had to do, they can attest that they're better off because of it. And like I stated before, it's not saying that I don't want to be around people in general. It's just I don't I don't feel the urge to try and identify with a group. Even the red pill, my perspective on the, of the red pill is pretty different from many other people's perspectives. But I still respect their perspective. I'm just coming at this in a different way. So someone who's wondering, like, they've heard of the red pill or... They've, they've heard of the manosphere and what it generally breaks down to. They can get just like groundwork, foundational work from me and then take it to the content creators that I tell you to listen to. Um, Replicant Fish, Taylor the Fiend, Melanie King, Nola Girl 504, Jennifer Molesky, uh, Beast Mode Smooth Reacts, Tribe of Men, um, various clips from Jordan Peterson. Um what else? I got, I got, I got other people. Oh, the Lone Wolf Channel and the Wolf's Den. Shout out to that. Shout out to that guy. And you guys can check those people out and get more of an insight. See me, I'm like, I'm like a welcome. I, I, I welcome people into the into the red pill, but I don't invite people per se. I welcome those who listen and who have a general understanding. Now. I can't solve all of your problems. Obviously, you have to you have to go forward. That's why I don't do no PUA shit and I don't sell game because for me, like in this day and age, man, it's pretty easy to pick up on game. Like it's it's really not that it's not that difficult. And when I say game, I don't mean just the ability to go up and approach bitches. I mean the ability as a player of the game to know the rules and regulations of the game. Don't be a guy if you're, see me, I, I, I consider myself still a player within the game, but I'm a spectator now. I had to take time and reflect and, and, and take myself out of the picture and really focus on what I have to do. Now that I'm making progress by myself, I can just sit back with my arms folded and I can, and I can see 
what's going on. I can see the dysfunctional behavior. I can see just the problematic at best attitude from a lot of these women. And for a guy like myself, who's been single for seven years, I, I personally feel that whatever comes, comes in a sense that if, if a woman, cause I'll, I'll put, I'll put it to you this way. Very rarely will I ever generally approach a woman. And I say this not because I'm that good looking. I, 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 I personally don't have the care. Like I can look at a woman who's attractive and say that she's attractive. And that's that unless she's attractive, friendly, nice, then it's like, there's nothing really else special about her. Now there's women who are attractive, friendly, courteous, kind, and they, and they're not putting on a front. Like I said, I work around a good majority of females who are generally nice people who are also very attractive. Now, a lot of guys will get this mixed up and say, oh, this girl must be feeling me. No, she's just generally like that. Plus, in a place of work, women have more of a, women have more of a tendency to sort of put on a front, which actually works for them. I'm not actually, I'm actually not even tearing them down for that. What I'm saying is, when guys go to work, like we're, we're, in most places, like me and most guys, I'm, a mercenary where it's like, I'm strictly professional. I don't, I don't like long conversations with coworkers. Uh, well, I don't like long conversations with female coworkers, especially because what happens is it, it's, it's mixed signals. And it's also, it's like fraternized, like women, women can like, the thing about women is sexual harassment under their circumstances doesn't exist. Meaning for them to generally like a guy and just come on to a guy at the workplace because in their minds, they're just innocent women and they're not threatening and they don't have anything to really throw a guy off. It's acceptable for them to blatantly harass a guy. But if a guy does this and a guy, even if a guy is attractive, even if the woman's attractive to attracted to that guy in her mind, she's thinking, Oh, well, this guy really likes me, but I can also come up because he's low key harassing me. See, that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. You see, but women can put on that front and be friendly, be courteous, be kind. They can generally be bitches outside of where they work, but they can hold it together at the workplace. But like I've stated last night, I think, and I'll reiterate this story just to prove the point. Um, I was working last night and uh, well, I was working yesterday because I work every day, Monday to Friday, but I was at work yesterday and I was grabbing these boxes and the trash and shit that a lot of these rooms had. And I was going into one room and a teacher was in there and it's like really skinny, really, real skinny teacher. And, you know, I, I can tell when people are being genuine when they say hi or things like that. And I can tell when a woman just doesn't really want to be bothered and she kind of has to say something. And this was one of these chicks. And with those women, I, I will barely speak to them because for me, I would respect a woman more if, if she doesn't want to say, hi, how you doing? Just don't say it because I'm not I'll give you a head nod or, or wave my hand, but that's it. I won't I won't get into conversation. 
because I seen I seen a good amount of niggas get tied up in the workplace. But when I was grabbing these boxes, like the look in her eye, like she was like, she was like taken back. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't get it, but I did get it, but I didn't get it. Meaning, the way that she reacted to just my presence was just like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. she was like thrown off, like like threatened or some shit. And then there's other women. Like there's this one woman who works here and every time, every time she walks past, because every time when she walks past, she leaves. Right. Because like when I start working, most of most of these teachers will leave. Right. So every time this lady, this woman, I should say, I'm not going to call her a late. Well, she was she is a lady. I'll say she's a lady. She's not. She's definitely not a hoe. I wouldn't put her in the hoe category. Every time she she leaves, she'll walk past me and she'll say, have a nice day. And she'll smile. And I I'm so not used to women smiling. Like It's so puzzling to see a woman smile. It's like, wow, she must be really happy about something because you rarely see it today. But every day, I don't know if she has a bad day or if she has a good day. But every day she'll walk by and say the same thing. Perfect perfect smile, perfect teeth, everything. You know what I mean? Very above average woman too. But you don't, I, I mentioned this because you don't see it as much. And I'm not, I'm not an outstanding looking guy. And I see, and I would see how she would interact with other people. And she's not, she's bubbly naturally, but it's like every time she walks past me, she turns it up to the max. So, just from those interactions, you kind of tell. And I and I mentioned this for guys who are just coming up in this motherfucker who's not understanding body language and interactions and certain cues of and indicators of interest and, uh, and, and making like separating indicators of interest to a woman who's just being friendly and courteous. OK. But some scars take years to heal for a lot of those guys who, who may be going through a breakup. You know what I mean? A loss and not just a loss when it comes, not, not a loss when it comes to life, but in a way, a loss when it comes to life because relationships, relationships that work, they work in a way that cannot be explained, right? Like when, when, when two people have a genuine interest and it has to be somewhat on a 50, 50 scale. And this is the only time that I'll use term 50, 50 when it comes to emotion, if a man has love for a woman and that woman only finds him attractive, then that man is the odd one out. If that man tells the woman that he loves her first, he's the odd man out and she has control. Now, a lot of people will debate this. That's fine. That's cool. Don't care. What I'm saying is when men, when men love, they love, you feel me? When, and when I mean love, I mean respect and really have consideration for a woman. He generally puts in most of what he has, if not all. And I think a lot of those guys who do that, especially the guys who are divorced, and we go through so many Reddit stories. And I may I may try to download a Reddit story while I'm in here. My phone's on 29%, which isn't that bad. But yeah, I'm about to get ready to pause this because we're already at 35 minutes, close to 36 minutes. Go inside, chill for a good, what, 45, 55, 55 minutes. Then, like I said, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to continue this off on my route home because, like I said, my phone's probably going to be dead soon because I'm going to just go inside and, and just listen to fucking... Um, I'm just going inside and just watch fucking YouTube shorts and YouTube stories and YouTube videos until I get the fuck out of here. But you guys know that I'm not really leaving. I'm just, you know, pausing this recording. I still have the rest of my shift to do, but I will be right back. All right. So I think like an hour later, <coughs> I'm back currently 1042 coming up on 40 minutes and I decided to grab a um, a Reddit story as I talked about earlier it's kind of like my new thing now we're going to go over a Reddit story shouldn't be long it's actually 21 minutes and 50 seconds but you guys know how I pause I'm going to try <coughs> matter of fact let me take this trip <coughs> I didn't eat anything today Oh shit. Smoking this smoking this weed, so I do apologize. I know I said before that I'm gonna try to not smoke as much while podcasting because of coughing, but it is what it is. Um we got uh like I said a Reddit video. Let me make sure that I can auto-rotate my phone because I am driving. Uh my wife wanted an open relationship. Okay. This is what it's called. The man wanted the man's wife wanted an open relationship to pretty much cheat one time and to come, you know, crawling back. So without further ado, I think this is Reddit out loud. I could be incorrect. I'll have to find a content creator when I have time. Hey, hey, hey. Time for the out of this world story from our space. I, 34 male ghosted my fiance, 33 female, after she asked for a temp open relationship before our wedding, and then she cheated when I said no. <coughs> I have rewritten this a few times in an attempt to shorten, but our history goes back since we were kids. I'm looking for some advice as to what to do when I get home in two days. I am changing all names, obviously. Very sorry for the length of this monster. Jen and I had been friends since we were kids. Our parents were lifelong friends. We grew up together and started dating in our teens. It was like it was almost expected by our families. They had more plans for us than we did. When I was going for my master's, I had to move to another city and Jen remained in our hometown working on her nursing degree. After a year of long distance relationship, we decided to remain friends and not have the pressure of our relationship control us. We both remained best friends and we both dated other people. It was weird because we both always knew this was temporary and we would end up back together at some point. I graduated and stayed in the city I got my master's in and started working in my field. I waited for a transfer back to my hometown, and when I got it, I was so happy. Jen was in a long-term relationship, and he was a nice fellow, but I always got the feeling he was weary of our friendship. I understood the vibe and stepped back out of respect, although she and I would talk several times a year. My boss and mentor, I will call Paul, 44 male, was a great guy, and we became good friends. He taught me the ropes, and one day came down from the ivory tower and wanted to talk. He explained there was an open position in a foreign city for two years, and it would be advertised shortly. He explained the position, and even though the money wasn't huge, all expenses, such as rent, hotel and expenses related to travel, were covered. Basically, I would be based in Tokyo and have to travel once in a while to other Asian cities for a few days here and there. I thought about it, talked to my friends and parents. Paul said it was a bitch position, 
but would be a great opportunity to prove myself and climb the ladder. I thought, why not? I could save most of my salary and gain valuable experience. Paul said he would speak to the old man, and if I wanted it, he would recommend me. He explained he himself did something similar years ago, and it helped his career. So off I went. The first year was horrible. Getting used to the culture and social rules, not only in Japan, but the other countries I would visit for work. One thing that surprised me was how available women were. Everywhere I went, they loved foreigners. I got to sample the delight. Now, well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure something tells me that this guy is of Caucasian descent. If that's even a descent, European descent, I'm sorry. He's of a European descent. So the thing about like white guys, when they go to like foreign countries, women, women look at them as if they're like the higher up. Especially Asians. Or really like because Japan is just as Japan is how like in my opinion it would be like the West of Eastern culture. So that's like the closest you're gonna get to anything similar to like American culture when it comes to like pop pop culture and shit like that. So those women always look at like white guys or like people from America in general as like rich, super intelligent beings. And a lot of times that's not ever the fucking case. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's fucked up, but we're going to get closer into this story. You know, hopefully when this guy talks about his marriage and not his career, hopefully all this has to do with the story, but we'll find out. Yeah, hopefully uh, <clears throat> we can get into the juicy details of this story because I don't want to do this shit all night because I have to be up. Well, I don't have to be up super early, but I have to be up early enough to uh, make these moves. And I'm not really trying to waste too much time here. But let's see, because I, I always wondered... And, and by the way, shout out to AD. Shout out to Austria D. Austria D, um, his his girlfriend is currently in labor. So he's about to be a father soon. I actually gave him a, a lengthy <laughs> a lengthy comment about it. But congratulations to him, man. But he always explains, and I, I'm talking about Austria D. And, like, I've always thought about it in terms of I know English decently well. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine just being getting paid to go to another country and just to teach people English. But you see, the trick is you almost have to learn their language as well to be able to translate and break shit down. But going into, like, a new country... And just like a new, a new fucking way of life, a new tradition is, it would be very difficult. So I always wondered, you know, how that shit would go. But uh, let's get back into the story. These weren't third world women. Most of them were highly educated. I had many friends with benefits and clearly told all of them I wasn't interested in long term or marriage as I only was staying temporarily. I ended up doing two more years. Paul would visit several times a year on vacation or to supervise some work. And I will admit, we had some greasy times in a few cities, i.e. Angeles City in the Philippines, and a few others. Contract was over and I went back home. 
Put a nice down payment on a house just outside the city. After living in a city of 37 million, I needed some space. I was home for a month, and while visiting my parents, Jen was there. She and the other guy had broken up a year ago, and we started talking more seriously, even though we always had contact over the years. We started dating again. I held off having sex as much as I wanted because... I- well, all right, so this, this this story is about a guy who pretty much... Is it like high school sweethearts, I, I guess? like I think they said 14 when they met. So you know this guy... And, and the woman, of course, as well. Like some people admire that, and I don't for several reasons. Like it would have to really be bad, and this may be me being transparent, but it has to be really bad, or like in a way to find someone early on in life, genuinely connect, genuinely create and build with one another. And then things go horribly wrong because it's like so many years of, you know, dedicated effort and time is essentially meaningless. There's no it it means nothing at the end of the day. And, you know, with this guy, I can give him credit because he was able to create, I guess, a bond outside of genuine intimacy, because as he stated you know, him and this this woman have went their separate ways on multiple occasions and both had <clears throat> different partners, but still were essentially cool with one another. So, you know, props to him for that, because that takes a lot of technique. You know what I'm saying? But if you can play the game well, like I said earlier, you know, if you can play the game well, you can have that bitch on standby for the rest of your life. <clears throat> essentially. Let's get back into it. I was afraid, really, of what would happen. I had developed an addiction of having various partners while in Asia and was trying to control that desire before Jen and I got serious. I mean, everyone, including Jen, knew I dated, but on social media, there would be infrequent photos of me and different women. My mother called me a whore master a few times, and, well, to be truthful, it kind of stung. Now is when things start to fall apart. Jen and I slept together, and for a lack of a better word, she was very surprised. She said I was different and was never like that before. She meant it like I had gained a lot of experience, to put it nicely. Well, see, and this proves my theory, right? And it's not my theory. Everybody else says it. He went to another country, was fucking hot Asian bitches, and he came back with some techniques. So now when he hits this old bitch off, he's not hitting her off the way that he used to. Nah, he he has different positions now. You know what I mean? This nigga got a different stroke. Pause. Hella pause. But he, he comes in now. Now he has a different approach. You know what I mean? To smashing these bitches. So when he goes back and smashes the old bitch, she's completely blown away. You know what I mean? Probably got sprung. You know, typical. She asked me some questions and I admit I did trickle truth her. I didn't tell her the exact number because even if it was divided by three, it was scary. I had no doubt that I was and could be faithful to her. The seed I had inadvertently put in her mind that night would create some serious issues later. Now, of course, our families were thrilled we were together. It was always supposed to be this way. We were doing great, and after speaking to her parents, I proposed. She moved in, and everything was great. There were some what I thought were some red flags, like asking if I was happy with her. Fast forward to December of 2019. Wedding was planned June of 2020. We all know how 2020 went, don't we? Christmas was great. And close to New Year's, we would have the first D-Day. 
I was sitting down doing some work on the PC, and Jen and her cousin, Tammy, 32 female, were looking through some wedding stuff. I have also known Tammy since we were kids, and we were cool. Jen asks if we can talk, and Tammy walks into the living room and sits on the sofa. I went to sit at the table to talk to Jen. She starts by saying for me to not interrupt or freak out. She wants to talk about something. She then explains our difference in the bedroom and says she believes I wouldn't be satisfied with her and eventually I would cheat on her. And she didn't want our future children and relationship to be ruined if I stray. So here I was thinking, great, I'm about to get dumped. Just as I am thinking things can't get worse, I hear the infomercial guy in my head. But wait, there's more. Jen asked me if I was willing to open the relationship so she could gain more experience and it would help her feel less insecure. She states I should not be worried. Red flag on top of red flag on top of red flag. Now, Garve, anyone who's red pill aware will understand that when a woman says something like this, she's trying to find her fun. Now, it's not that the guy... And it's not that the guy isn't doing what he's supposed to do. It's that she's, it's like reverse gaslighting, if this makes any sense. She's complimenting him by saying, you know, how much experience he's gained, right? But now she wants that experience too. See what I mean? He gotten that experience from other women. See, that's what, that's what kills her deep inside in her mind. She's... She's realized that that guy learned something better from other women. Nine times out of ten, better women. So in her mind, it's like a vindictive, almost like vengeful, but slightly calculated properly or, or, or constructed in a way to throw a man off, right? Because you say to yourself, okay, open a relationship. If you're not that attached to a woman, which... You guys are obviously attached from childhood. But as you stated earlier, and I'm talking about the person whose story this is. They were already in different relationships and were still cool with one another. Now it's different. Now it's marriage. Now it's it's fuckery. You guys understand what's about to unfold. Pure fuckery. As I am the only man she ever loved, and that's why none of her relationships had ever led to marriage. I did agree with her on that point, as I felt the same. Now, of course, I think this is a joke, and she is not serious at all. This really can't be happening, right? Since this was a year and a half ago, I will try my best to recall the main points. She says she will only be with random people and never with someone we know or work with. It won't happen with the same person twice and no emotional connection. I was like, what the F? When I realized she would... That and see right there, and what what that represents is her slowly turning away from you. She slowly and because you don't you didn't you didn't have a backbone and say what you believe how it should be, and if you guys don't come to an agreement, then you might as well end things right there. It's because the guy is so thrown off. Because think about it, how slick. can a woman be to use an excuse as idiotic as a man having too much sexual experience? The man has too much sexual experience, right? From her way of thinking, this guy, from what she's saying, the guy is blowing her back out, right? But 
she wants an open relationship because of that? No. Most women who are in that situation, they're going to try to keep that man around as much as possible. She's there's something in her mind that's not allowing her to accept that this guy who they're essentially, you know, uh, high school childhood sweethearts and shit. She can't process the fact that he's learned something better and he's learned from better women. It's like something in her mind. This is just from my this is from my perspective. It's something in her mind that won't allow her to get over the fact that this man has has gotten more sexual experiences from other women. And I'm telling you, it's the connection to childhood shit. Now they're married, so now that becomes an issue. And an open marriage, in a lot of cases, as much as people want to advertise it, why the fuck would you get married to have an open marriage? Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You might as well just stay exclusive or have something that doesn't involve paperwork. Something that's set in stone, but there's no document and no paperwork holding you back and that can possibly fuck you over and take away half of your fucking, your money and half of your resources later on. (coughs) But yeah, this guy is about to get completely annihilated I wasn't joking I lost my breath didn't think it was possible for a heart to skip a beat and jump to the center of my throat I'm not an angry or violent person but now I am yelling I'm starting to understand why Tammy stuck around close by I yelled Tammy did you put her up to this Tammy says she is just there to support Jen wow thanks so much so then Jen says I am free to do as I wish under the same rules and I said no I am so pissed at this point, and even writing this now I am raging. I then said, I don't want one night stands. I just want one person. She says, What what was this earlier? What did I say earlier? Hold up. Let me let me bring up let me bring up my notepad, nigga, because I ain't fucking around tonight. Let me bring up my fucking notepad. Cause it's eleven oh eight. Nigga, I ain't fucking around tonight. Some scars take years to heal. Now This is a couple that's been together for a while. A couple that's been together in relationships. From what they said and going against what I've said last night, apparently they're friends, however that works, especially in a marriage. Think about it. Because if if there's really friendship after marriage, there wouldn't be the divorce rape. There wouldn't be the child support. There wouldn't be the man getting his balls on the vice grip. Let's just be real here. Some scars take years to heal. And I think this man has a a good amount of scars that he's going to have to heal after we get through this shit, man. Ooh. I looked at Tammy and nodded in the eyes and said, I want to F Tammy. Now I get a rise out of Jen. And Tammy wasn't expecting that. And she is a bit red in the face and now uncomfortable. Jen says no. She is family (laughs) and someone we both know and it is gross for me to even suggest it. I'll give my man credit because he did the improv. That's some real. That's that's actually some some proper work, man. I gotta give him credit. I was expecting him to cry, go out of the house, punch holes in the wall. Nah, he was slick. I like the improv skills, respectfully. Uh, very on key. 
You know what I mean? Very, very much so on point. But let's proceed. I am now totally in bizarro world. Where the hell did this come from? We argued back and forth for a bit, and I told her if she does this, her relationship is over. I am totally against this, and I love her, and we can work through everything together, but not this. I stormed off, grabbed my pillow, and went to the guest room. I could hear them downstairs for a bit, but couldn't hear what they were saying. You know, that's very fucking interesting, because I was listening to Austria D today. And it was funny because, like, he was talking about, you know, his girl being pregnant and how, like, she's currently, like, pretty much in labor at this point. But how, you know, he was talking about in a week or so he would have his son. And I was saying to myself, like, man, what would happen if that shit were to just happen while he was live? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? His girl's water breaks and he has to just go to the fucking hospital and shit. But that's what's pretty much happening now from what uh, an update that he posted on YouTube. So, like, very happy for him for that. But he mentioned something earlier that was kind of funny. Something I kept in mind. And it's funny that it's being mentioned now in a way. And that's the fact that if you as a man, right, and I want to explain this and address this in a more, like, proper fashion so that most men, even men, who may not be red pill aware, they may just be learning about the red pill officially. Um, What's this thing with, if you're married to a bitch, right, and y'all get into an argument, you're the one that sleeps on the couch. Or you're the one who goes in the basement. Or you're the one who goes on the couch. Uh, did I say couch already? Or guest room. I never understood that shit, especially if it's like your house. It's like, bitch, you're stank. You can sleep on it. Better yet, you can leave. You can leave the house. You can leave the premises immediately. Or I'm calling the authority. I call cops on bitches. See, this is the thing. Guys got to learn to capitalize off the system that we have. Why, why be a victim of circumstances when we can take advantage of it? Bitch, if a bitch lay hands on me, I'm calling the police. I'm gonna get that bitch. I'm gonna get that bitch in handcuffs eventually for assault, bitch. And I'm gonna put that shit on camera, and I'm going to embarrass her. Like that's that's to me, to me that's mandatory. Cause why get why get in a physical altercation with a woman? I mean, I understand. I don't keep in mind. I want I want women and men to understand what I'm saying. I don't agree with that, but I understand under those circumstances, a man can't control his anger. A bitch is getting out of pocket, throwing shit at him, smacking him, doing all this dumb shit. A guy may bug the fuck out, push her. Even that is like, oh, my God, I can't believe this man would do this. Meanwhile, the bitch is getting slapped the fuck up, damn near cut. You fucking with these spices. Shout out to Minister Jab. You fucking with these spices out here. These bitches will cut you. You know who the spices are. The butter pecan, Puerto Rican. The innocent Dominican. You know what I'm saying? That, that bit, See, like, look. Our society is set up to a point where if a woman wants to have an open relationship, it's nearly normalized. Like, it's not a big deal. People will write it off. Oh, well, she's just trying to explore, you know, 
You know bitches use all this type of lingo. Oh, she's just trying to be one with the universe. These fucking dirty, goofy ass bitches, man. I I I can I can literally tell you guys. And I think it's just me. And you know when people say like, "Oh man, you know, I was going through the same shit and I and, and I thought it was just me." Like I'm that guy. Like I think it's just me that the older I get, the colder I get. The older I get, the colder I get. So if I see a bitch that I feel that is that is like approachable, shows somewhat signs of like, you know, being feminine and having a good presence, I'll just go up to her and start talking to the bitch. And if a bitch don't like it, then I know just by how she reacts, her body language, etc. I don't give a fuck. Why? Because, well, I don't do that today. I'm just saying, if that were ever to occur, I wouldn't really think much about it because why, and this is similar to what I talked about with men and women and how they can't be friends. As a guy, why would you voluntarily put yourself in the friend zone? You might as well put yourself out there and shoot the shot. And if you get shot down, then you get shot the fuck down. But see, this guy, this guy is on another level because his wife or his girl, whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. I think it's a marriage. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's a marriage. Or no, no, no. Fiance. My future wife. That's right. So this bitch, is wanna, she want to go out there and get dicked the fuck down the last minute before the marriage. So that should already give you several red flags on the play. This woman is a, is a retired 304. And see, this guy doesn't know because, well... He he suspects it, but not necessarily because she never really gotten the thrill from it just because she's not getting fucked by like super duper, like superhero chads and Tyrones doesn't mean she ain't out here. You know, I mean, get her shit ran through. That's just how that's how the game works, baby. And look, the MVPs in this game aren't necessarily the ones you want to be around. See, that's the difference between sports and physical game of life and women. Bitches who consider themselves MVPs, bitches who consider themselves players, and bitches who think they know the game, those are the ones that's getting played at the end. And then they reach the point when they're 30, they reach the point where they're in their late 20s, you know what I mean? They reach that point where they're just completely washed the fuck up. They have nothing going for themselves. All of a sudden, they're yelling out for a man. And it's too late. Then when they get to that age, oh, yeah, all of a sudden. And see, like, dude, it's fucked up to say, but like, it's becoming a thing now where there's too many patterns. So this is almost like an everyday woman sort of routine. So let's just say a woman, and we'll, we'll use several examples where we get back into the story. A woman can be, or a girl, a young woman, a young lady, a young teen, can be 16, 17 years old. Now, 
This 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 may sound extreme, fellas, and I want y'all and women especially to pay attention to what I'm about to say. A woman can be 16, 17 and have as much as five bodies already. How do I know? Because I grew up during that time and a lot of women were out there doing loose shit, but you had to pay attention to it. Like it wasn't it wasn't out in the open as it is today because the acceptance of it was a no go. A bitch is a hoe. A, a bitch who's a hoe is a bitch who's a hoe. Um, what, 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 what do we use back then? Um, and shout out to Joe Budden. Jump offs. Jump offs weren't essentially celebrated. It was just when that terminology became a thing. The video vixen, there wasn't Instagram, so there wasn't any extra promotion for these bitches. So they were just essentially putting themselves out there, doing the rap videos, getting throat fucked, and all all other types of madness and shenanigans and fuckery, right? And tomfoolery, okay? That's that's just how to. Get, and look, you can you can say you can say something like, "Well, the men are just as responsible," and you're absolutely right. Because the men who choose to deal with these fucking dumbass bimbos and these loopy ass bitches, they, they, this, this is the reality of it, right? You'll never see. All right, so a guy, and like I said, with the woman, the young girl who's 16, 17, she can have five bodies by that point in her life, depending on when she started, when she started being sexually active, right? So now you you incorporate pair bonding and the lack thereof due to excessive sexual access or access to sex, right? Women are, by the time they reach 23, they're already in crisis because they did everything as backwards and, and they know, and see, this is the problem with them as well. They know the good guys who come across them because they they're the ones who personally um, reject them. They know they they personally reject them. They ghost them on a day to day basis. But there's gonna come a time and see it gets worse and worse in terms of like epiphanies or like the epiphany phase that a woman has. Shout out to Rolo Tomasi. Um. Her epiphany phase can come a lot earlier. It is just my opinion from my observation. A woman's epiphany phase can come a lot earlier depending on her sexual activity. So so if a bitch if a bitch is out here just just randomly fucking guys, right? What's gonna end up happening is whatever whatever options Whatever options that are actually like meaningful, that's worth something, a, a bitch will always cancel that shit out. So anything good that comes with value or anything good that comes with. See, and this is something that a lot of guys don't understand. Successful men, um, intelligent men, especially. And more masculine men become a threat to a lot of women. Women are intimidated by you if you have that approach, especially a woman who's not really secure with herself and who she is as a person. You find these problematic bitches everywhere. And what they do is they just sit back and talk shit about somebody else's misfortunes, 
because they're not willing to deal with their own. Some scars take years to heal. That's tonight's episode, baby. That's how we're doing it right now. At the Red Pill Party Podcast. Like I said before, this is the chapel of the crimson. This is the, this is the chapel of the crimson capsule. That's a tongue twister. The chapel, the chapel of the crimson capsule. I think that's going to be my first T-shirt. Y'all look out for that. I'll give them a more. I'll give them away. <laughs> I'll give out. I'll give T-shirts away. You feel me? Like the 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 chapel of the crimson capsule, and then in the back, red pill party podcast. That sounds like a moneymaker. I don't know about you guys. But anyway, let's get back to the video. My bad. It would have been a hilarious joke if it didn't last for an hour of conversation. I didn't sleep all night and was a bag of crap at work the next day. Jen started two weeks of night shifts that day, so at least we wouldn't be home together for that time, and we could both cool down and revisit this later. Dinner would be in the fridge for me every day with an I love you note. She would text frequently, but I kept my answers short. Thursday night of the next week of her night shift, I go to the PC to work over some files and notice an email notification on her account, and it's a hotel reservation for a good hotel that's close to my office. I know it well, as I go often with coworkers. I'm thinking she is supposed to be working, but maybe she wants to apologize and take me for a night out. The next morning, I'm waiting for her text or call to invite, but only asking me how my day was. Then she says she's so happy she only has to work one more night of the night shift. Um, how does she have one more night and a hotel reservation? Uh-huh. I was sick, uh-huh. stressing in my office. Ugh. Women are women are vicious, dude. See, a lot of you niggas don't want to hear this shit because, like, look, 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 look. All right, all right, all right. A lot of you niggas don't want to hear this shit because you know it's true. It's just your mind isn't willing to process the possibility that either the bitch you love or the bitch that you're interested in is possibly capable of doing it. But just understand that it is what it is and a bitch is capable of doing it. Don't, don't fight, don't fight that feeling of feeling uneasy, if that makes sense. Don't fight the feeling of feeling uncomfortable and uneasy. You know what I mean? It is it is the moment of tension in some cases that produce talent, not just being relaxed and being on and, be, and just being, you know, kicking back all fucking day. Sometimes we got to get our hands dirty. And I'm out here right now. It's, it's shy of eleven thirty. I'm out here putting in work. OK. I should have had the work gloves on. I'm just out here putting in damage hour and 10 minutes. We, we probably going to go until midnight. Already got my food to eat. So I'm straight. You know what I mean? Got my Wawa food on deck. Green tea on deck. I'm sipping that green tea. Respectfully. You know what I mean? Green tea. Black tea. Um, iced tea, but also less less sugar. Right? Like I said, I'm down to 211 pounds. Which at 5... What am I? 5'10 or 5'11? Is 5'11 a thing? I think I'm 5'11, right? Is, it, is that a... I'm close to six foot, but I'm not, unfortunately. I think I'm a couple, I think I'm like five ten or some shit. So I'm really um, toning myself down. And a lot of people think, well, it's the shit you eat. And you're partially right. But it's also your body and how you operate it. 
see your body within the religious aspect, they say your body is a temple, right? And it makes sense. You want to keep the temple clean. You know what I mean? And keep it as righteous as humanly possible. I abuse my lungs with cigarette smoke and dope, marijuana. Um, I'm working on... I'm working on the cigarettes, but marijuana, that's where it's at for me. I'm a smoker. So I have to keep that in mind, but I also keep a balanced routine of working and constantly being on my feet. And the food that I eat is usually like, this is my first, this is what I eat. This is my first meal of the day. And a lot of people will ask, well, how do you go through a whole day without eating? And I say easy. You know what I mean? I stay hydrated. I drink a lot of green tea, especially like ginseng uh, green tea. You can get the tea bags. I got the official. The tea bags are official if you find the right ones. Like I had a, I had dragon fruit. I had a dragon fruit tea bags, Paul's. And, um, you know, those are good. You can brew that. You can bring like with me. I bring like three bottles of it, like three water bottles filled with that tea. I use real honey instead of sugar. Um, there's a lot, like I said before, there's a lot of ways that you can kind of, you can kind of finesse the game in the sense of like getting into shape and being healthy. Uh, I, I typically fast daily and I don't fast. I would, I would use the excuse that I fast on a spiritual aspect in, in terms of something like metaphysical or just a metaphor of not really trying to feel my stomach while on my feet, while working, while on the clock, and sort of just conserving my appetite. And at the same time, like I said, staying hydrated and staying on my feet. A lot of people, you know what I mean? They they have to do other things. You have to literally go to the gym. Luckily for me, my job is physical enough. Like today, I threw away like five carts worth of old books, heavy ass books, stacks of them, just throwing them out in the recycling. And I did it. It was like lifting. But after a while, I thought about it and I said, hey, this isn't bad. I was complaining at first. And then when I was doing it, I was like, hey, I haven't felt this way in a while. Because <laughs> like, you know, me, I used to work. Like I said, I'm blue collar, like to the core, man. I used to work. Hey, I can just bring up some of the odd jobs, man. I was a, a bricklayer. Well, not not an official bricklayer. It was more like it was manual labor, but I was I was working under bricklayers, and then officially I ended up getting paid as much as them. Which I think at that time it was like fifteen, sixteen dollars for me. You know, those guys were unionizing all that shit, but they were giving me 15, 16 an hour. But it was it was a lot of work. And like warehouse jobs and shit like that, where you have to lift boxes and stack boxes and shit like that. That was brute work that I that I used to do. And I'm not ashamed of it. It's just as you get older and just me personally, as I get older, I'm not trying to do all that shit. I'm really trying to get myself back to that point where when the summertime comes, go out the house or just ride to a park. I got to find a, like a skate park and just skate. You know what I mean? <coughs> On top of just, you know, 
<clears throat> skating around the city. But I'm really trying to get back into skating. You know what I mean? Get back on my stunt shit. But that's really my goal Like when it comes to, like, you know, losing weight, being more healthy, shit like that. Even though I'm smoking weed, but like I said, man, fuck all that. It's legal now in Jersey. By the way, shout out to the Garden State. That's where we're. That's that's where you're hearing this from. Okay, the Garden State, New Jersey, six zero nine eight five six two six seven. Um, and what's another one? What's the seven three two is another one? Shout out, shout out to Jersey. <clears throat> we about to get back into this shit, man. All right, because we're not trying to, we're not trying to do a marathon right now, but. If it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? Sometimes I get into a spirit. You know, this shit is very similar to, to church. That's why this is the chapel of the Crimson Chapels. Uh, this is the chapel of the Crimson Chapel. Uh, Jesus Christmas. This is the chapel of the Crimson Capsule. Okay? That's where we're at right now. Sometimes I get into the spirit. And I may have to turn up a bit. But do realize this is out of passion and this is not out of anger and hate. But let's continue. Started looking through some dating sites, especially profiles with no pics. Tender. I can't find anything. Paul pops in and asks me if I want to go for lunch and sees I'm a mess. He asks what's up and I tell him. Paul is hard. Men go their own way, but has always supported my relationship with Jen. Mm. He suggests we go get lunch at some hotel restaurant. And I scream, no, not that place. He didn't know that part. We actually go for lunch, and I am sick to my stomach. Can't eat. Don't even want to drink. He's Look, shout out to the man going his own way. He knows better. Thank you. Yes. Shout out. Shout out to the brother who's going his own way, who is still a friend of this miserable fucking bum. This man, and he's not a bum when it comes to money. He's a bum when it comes to his state of mind, like where he was at. He has a very bumish approach when it comes to this whole scenario. Um, But yeah, shout out to the MGTOW brother who was there to, you know, possibly give him. I'm pretty sure he dropped a couple stones to him. And I'm sure this man understood it and processed it. But let's see how it goes. He says I can't work like this, and I can take as much leave as I can, paid and unpaid if needed. I told him I can't be there at my house anymore. I can't see her, and a part of me wants to believe it isn't true. I rush home and put as much of my crap in my car as I can and go back to the office. Paul says, let's go stake out the hotel and wait for her to check in. I mean, I am no PI or detective. I am more like Inspector Closeau. I was really resisting this, but I really had to know. So we go set up in the lounge bar, and I start pounding them back and waiting. Still hoping this wasn't real. Around 6.30, Paul taps me on the shoulder, and there she is at the front desk, and not in uniform. I want to strangle her, scream, <laughs> spit, cry. I don't know. Chris Benoit. All right, let me stop. That's not funny. It's a little funny. Wrestling fans know what I'm referring to. Anyway, um, yeah, he gets verified on what he already knows. But I think the MGTOW friends purpose was just to get it out the way like yo if you suspect it you might as well investigate and he investigated and he he his 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 um 
his fears of what took place took place okay the fear of what took place or what could took place took place mission accomplished now you have to end it you have to end it you have to walk away you have to thank your MGTOW brother as he welcomes you into the gates of MGTOW, the MGTOW mansion, which is just men achieving things and, and, and truly becoming something outside of this search for happiness in women. And I know that sounds fucking depressing and it sounds fucked up because it is fucked up. You know, niggas, niggas like me don't want to think this way. Personally, I don't want to think this way. I don't want to believe that shit like this goes on. But it does, dude. And the best thing you can do as a man is just see for see 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 the world for what it is. Do not see it just from your point of view. See it from your perspective, but have an open mind to understand other people's stories and how other people go through things. This situation is a good example because it's a single guy who's been going his own way. Friends with a guy who is about to get married. And when the situation occurs, who does he reach out to? He knows who to reach out to. The guy who's going his own way. <laughs> I mean, it's not a coincidence that the guy just so happened to be going his own way. Not to mention the fact that the guy who's telling the story is mentioning the fact that his friend has gone his own way. We wait for 10 minutes after she gets in the elevator and Paul and I walk to the front desk. I asked the reception to put me through to Jen blank blank room and it rings. As soon as she answered, I just started yelling into the receiver and sounded confused. Jen, I told you if you did this, it would be over. I am done. Wedding off. Relationship over. Mm -hmm. And I hung up and got my butt out of there. Nice. Now where to go? I went back to Paul's, and now my phone is lighting up. Mm. The only person I called was my dad, and I explained in PG-rated terms what happened, and I need to leave town for a bit. It wasn't a discussion, and I feel bad for how I spoke to my old man. Phone didn't stop for two days. Everyone under the sun called me, and I didn't answer. I didn't know what to do. The only way I could explain how I felt was like walking around underwater. Paul mentioned some financial things I should deal with to protect myself. I wasn't even thinking about that. The house, wedding, loans for the car... We kept separate accounts and one for the wedding and one for house-related bills. I couldn't care less. The next day, I emailed Jen and said this would be our last contact and I was leaving the city for a while and the wedding and everything else was off. I called my dad back and spoke with him at length and while he was crushed, he understood I needed time and space. He said he still hopes that we could work it out. Ten days later, I boarded a plane and traveled to Bali. I my man right here. My man right here was not fucking around. My man said, fuck it. We stunned. <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to Bali. Where the bitches at? <laughs> fuck you talking about? Dealing with this tramp. Let me go to the east. Let me go to the east and see what these bitches is looking like. <laughs> this nigga's stunting. This nigga ain't playing no fucking games, man. Shout out to this guy, man. It's always good to come across stories with some sort of positivity on the man's behalf. Like he instantly ended the wedding, ended the relationship, and moved forward 
and and and, and got a plane ticket 10, 12 days later to go to Bali. This nigga is a fucking genius, man. Salute. Never answered any of her or anyone's messages or emails. I don't know if she left the hotel that night or stayed. I didn't care. I eventually landed in Bali and climbed into a bottle for the next month and went offline with the exception of my dad and work. Didn't even care if I got fired. I wish I could say I enjoyed myself, <laughs> but was mostly just drunk. Yeah. I felt a lot of rage and shame and hate. Well, you know what? I can understand that, but I will still give him credit for a couple of reasons. Number one, he made an excuse to just leave, to just escape for a while. Don't, they don't have kids, so there's nothing really held, holding him back besides a potential marriage with a fucking dizzy bitch. He's essentially, he's unplugging. And he already said he disconnected from, from you know, social media besides his father and a couple other people. So he's already decided, all right, I'm going to go here and just lose my mind. I'm going to go here, have a good time, even though he said he just got intoxicated that's why with me, I don't I don't really enjoy drinking like that. Cause me, I can just smoke all day and just be completely relaxed. With people or without people. I prefer without people when it comes to smoking. Unless it's somebody I'm really cool with. Cause even women, like I I there was like I wouldn't call it friendships. It was just bitches I had smoked with. It would be like a relationship or not even a relationship, a interactionship. <laughs> is interactionship a word? Let me please find out this isn't the word so I can create that interactionship. Um, interactionship. Here's the definition of interaction. There's no such thing as interaction shit. Yo, I can't fucking believe it. No, there is. Why didn't they? What was I? Illiterate? They didn't understand me? Because now it's popping up. Interaction ship. Oh, interaction ship is a slang word. So it's tech. It's created by somebody. All right. Interaction ship. I wish they can. Um, matter of fact, let me see something real quick, guys. We're about to do something monumental that I haven't thought about until just now. A text-to-speech, a text-to-speech app. So, what I can do is, and I've been thinking about doing this for a while. Actually, now that I think about it, I just never truly done it until right now. I want to get a text, a text-to-speech app. So, like for example, if I want to do articles. Sometimes I can read through them. Other times I'd rather not. If I can get an auto reader, I would have an auto reader, right? And then I can break it down the way that I want to without wasting my fucking breath. It's so gangster. Sometimes I never really had my like my IQ and shit checked, but I think my shit is up there. It gotta be. I'm not even saying that to be like an asshole. I'm saying that on some like I'm probably like on like some autism type shit. I'm not even being funny. But on like some beautiful mind type shit or like some Rain Man type shit. Like I, I, I feel sometimes the things that I come up with are, are some pretty like monumental shit. What do we have here? Let's preview the voices. Hi, 
I can read web pages or documents for you. Okay. The voice is a little a, a little wacky. Let's use a broad. Let's see. Hi. I can read web pages or documents for you. That that sounds sus. Hi. I can read web pages or documents for you. Fuck out of here. Hi. I can read web pages or documents for you. Uh, that's not bad. Hi. I can read web pages or documents for you. And that's not bad either. What about Karen? We got a US Karen. Hi. I can read web pages or documents for you. Yeah, you sound like a Karen. You sound like a cunt. Hi. I can read web pages or documents for you. All right, let's use Will. We're going to use Will. Um, we're going to see the speed. Hi. I can read web pages or documents for you. It's a little, a little fast. Hi, I can read web pages or documents for you. Hmm. We'll put this down a little bit more, and I think that will be good. Then I can, then I can go back because it's opening back up. Um, I'll have to create an account, which I don't mind because I'll just use my Google. All right, so guys, what I'm doing now is. And I'm going to do this for now on, actually, because like the Reddit, I think that's what inspired me. It was just the auto reader that they used for the stories that now if I wanted to. I can kind of create my own articles in a sense and just play them out. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking I may be thinking too far. My head's not hurting yet, so so that's good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we have everything set here <clears throat> they have everything set now all I have to do is go back to interaction ship and go over these I would hit select all but that would do everything including the advertisements and I don't want to do that but what I do want to do is grab this whole definition. So I have copy, boom, go back to my natural reader, hit paste. Um, and we have what is called the definition of interaction ship from Urban Dictionary. And don't worry, we'll get right back to the, to the shenanigans and the rest of this fucking story after. But I really want to know what this is. Let's see if this works. Something akin to a friendship or relationship. It's explicitly not a friendship. BC may lack a foundation of trust to start and is traditionally not platonic. It's explicitly not a relationship. BC is not exclusive and lacks rigidity and commitment. It must be highly enjoyable and indulgent despite having an element of confusion due to its ambiguity. The origin stems from the need to refer to a non-traditional exchange between two individuals based off of a verb. Relationship, based on relate, was rejected BC has extremely different connotations. Exchange ship was rejected BC it sounds lame. Members of an interaction ship may be referred to as interactioneers, pioneering new ways that PPL relate, or as interactionauts. BC interaction ship sounds a bit like spaceship. Alright, so interaction ship. And I like that, because it, it makes sense. So, like, imagine... Imagine, and I'm talking about bitches I smoke with, by the way. I'm still connecting the dots here. I still remember what the fuck I'm talking about. 
my mind today is on another fucking level. It's on another planet, but it's still here at the same time. So the interaction ship with a bitch that you would smoke with or a chick that you would drink with on occasion would almost be like you talking to a guy that you see at the train station every day. Are you talking to the guy that you see at the bus stop every day? Are you talking to the guy that you talk to at break at the job every day? It's like, there's no relationship or there's no, there's nothing but an interaction because there's no relation. You may not know anything about him. He may not know anything about you, but y'all have random small talk conversations on a day-to-day basis where you're essentially used to those sort of interactions. Now, take that with the opposite sex and pretty much put one thing that can either benefit the guy or one thing that can benefit a woman and you have interaction shit. Okay. You guys may have heard it first, but you're hearing it right now. About how things went down. I kept in touch with Paul about my leave. And after three weeks, he asked if I could run back to Tokyo to look after some things. We talked about the new global virus and I mentioned coming back to Canada to settle things there as I was hearing rumors of potential lockdowns. I got to Tokyo on March 1st, and it felt good to get back to work, even if it was just a little. After hearing lockdowns were coming, Paul mentioned me getting back to Canada, but I said, meh, it's only going to be 30 or 60 days. I need some time to plan my next move. 30 to 60 days, F me. I was still in Japan for another year before I got vaccinated, but by this time, I didn't really want to go home. My house was rented out, and I was talking to family, but refused any info about Jen. On September 21st, I received news my dad had a heart attack and was doing well, but would need a triple bypass. Damn. This surgery is serious. Not as serious as it was 40 years ago, but I still wanted to see him, and just in case. I know when I get home, it is just going to turn into a crap show, and I really didn't want that. I just want to see my folks and thank Paul for all he has done for me, even as selfish as I was. But I know I'm going to have to see her, and I have no idea how I'm going to feel or think. I'm so sorry for the length of this. Even still, I left a lot out. Any advice, tips, or insults would be appreciated. I'm flying out in four hours and will land in about 24 hours. Update. After landing, I went to see my dad. He is looking good and actually looking forward to his surgery. Mom is doing well, but obviously masking concern. I spent almost the first 24 hours by his side, and I think we talked about everything under the sun. But nothing heavy. Don't want to stress him. Told him I am here for him, but I am using this trip to reorganize my life. Close some doors and open some new ones. On day two, Paul and me met up at a local spot close to the office. Paul is already driving the booze into him already. We talked for a bit back and forth, talking about my dad, work, and he asked me if I had any contact with Jen, which I said no to. He then informs me the old man, the boss, wants to see me, but considering my father, it can wait. I know I am in deep and tell him may as well get it over with. I have a list of things I need to accomplish this month, and I may as well start knocking things off of it. Meeting Jen is one of them. I entered the office for the first time in what seems like forever. Many faces missing, a few new ones, and the usual suspects. A few people nodded at me and greeted me. We headed up to the old man's office, and I had never been there before. We walked in, and he motions for us to sit down. I had never spoken to the old man before. He does walk the floor from time to time, but people just part like Moses spreading the Red Sea. This is the conversation that followed. Old man, good morning, gentlemen. This is a closed meeting, and anything discussed is private. Blah, blah, blah. The old man just starts going off on a rant about responsibility and dedication, and he does have some good points, I have to admit. He looks at Paul and asks why they should keep me around. 
Paul says. He does great work. He has saved accounts and acquired many new ones. Plus, we can't find anyone to do the job for the 20% below market salary like we are paying him. What the F? Then Paul and the old man and Paul start maniacally laughing. Like that bar scene in the Goodfellas movie. The old man wipes away a tear from his eye and tells Paul that's why he's the best VP he has. I make a good salary, but come on, man. I feel quite slighted. The old man looks at me and leans in. Listen, kid, I know you had some problems with your woman, so let me give you some advice. He says some guy's name he is quoting. I don't know if I'm remembering word for word, but this is the gist of it. God gives women eyebrows, and she plucks them out and draws on new ones. God gives a woman a face, and she paints on a new one over it. God gives her breasts, and she buys a push-up water bra. God gives her a form, and still not satisfied, she buys slim-fitting clothes to change that form. If God himself cannot please her, then how can you? Brother, please don't kill yourself. Ooh. That's deep. I thought that was going to be a silly quote, but nope, that was that was a deep one. That's a deep one. Hope you guys are listening. <laughs> Hope you guys are listening. We're an hour and 37 minutes in. It's 11.51, so we might as well press through the rest of this. We do have, like, I would say six, seven minutes. So by the time I'm done with the rest of this video, I can wrap this shit up and have this shit uploaded for you guys tomorrow or today. If you guys are listening now, nine times out of 10, it is the following day. <clears throat> it will be Thursday, which is my Friday, the 16th. But let's continue. Well, that kind of blew my mind a bit. I must say. The old man looks at Paul. I can trust you to handle this properly. Your mother will kill me if I have to fire you. So now it kind of hits me. They are effing related. Paul and I walk out, and I look at him and say, 20% man, really? He puts his arm around me and says, Don't worry about that, I got you covered. So am I getting fired or disciplined? No, dumbass. You're getting promoted. And he puts his arm around me and kisses me on the side of the head. <laughs> you could have told me that beforehand, you dick. See, he's... See, this guy, and, and a lot of guys aren't fortunate. And he may he may realize today how fortunate he is, but a lot of guys just aren't fortunate. Sometimes when it rains, it pours. So for men, we almost have to expect, and look, this is my theory. For men, we have to expect bad to happen on nearly every occasion, especially when it comes to women. Especially. Like, without a doubt, when it comes to being with a woman or keeping up with a woman, a lot of guys try to keep up with women. You chase women, you can't chase women, you got to chase money. You got to chase something that doesn't run from you. <laughs> you got to chase something that doesn't run from you. So if it's, if it's chasing them greenbacks, chase them greenbacks. But just learn to not love money. It's the same, like, you just learn to not love money in the way you learn to not hate women. Ah, you learn to love. See, look, you learn in a lot of ways to just make money and not love money, but it's the activity and the process or the joy or the passion or the occupation or the career, right? Or the degree from something that you generally like to do. You see what I mean? A lot of bitches aren't active like that, so they don't understand that. So with this information, you kind of have to learn not to love money 
in a way you have to learn to not hate women. Because when it comes to this type of information, shit get very, things get very shaky over here at the Red Pill Party Podcast. I'm not going to hold y'all, man. You know what I mean? But it's always good. Like I said, it's always good to see guys get back on their feet. You know what I mean? Not be just another situation of a guy who's just completely destroyed by a woman, destroyed by a divorce, destroyed by child support, etc. It's always good to see the good guys win every now and then. Nah, it was much funnier this way. I missed you, kid. Now let's go get effed up. It's 8.30 in the morning, Paul. Who does that? I do. You still have a lot to learn about enjoying life. Listen, I got to... I should say I had a friend who's similar and who even has a similar name, right? Same fucking way. Motherfucker would just come to the house at 8.30, 9.30 in the morning and be like, yo, you trying to smoke? I'm like, God damn, nigga. I just like... I just took a piss. Like I just woke up to take a piss. Here knocks on my door. I'm like, what the fuck? I look out the window, it's this nigga. I'm like, man, this nigga's bugged out, man. 8.30, 9.30 in the morning, Saturday morning. Bugged out. No, especially during this time, I, I'll cuss a motherfucker out. If a bitch is showing up to your house as a man, 8.30, 9.30 in the morning, she better be fucking or sucking you. Because there's no other reason for you to, to even see a woman that early in the morning unless you're fucking her. I hate, th- like, see, this is where the the real divide of man and woman begins. Women want men around just for time and attention. Men want women around for the affection, sexual excitement, and things of that nature. If either party cannot come to an agreement, it is actually more logical for the man to go his own way. The woman is the woman in this case now has to chase that man and find out why that man went the route that he's going or why he's going the route that he's going. What influenced him? What what went wrong for relationships or modern women? Women are actually curious about it today. Think about it. Doesn't surprise me with this guy, really. What should I expect from someone who got all liquored up before on sake and got into a fist fight with a monkey? Got his ass kicked as well, I might add at the hot springs in Japan. We did end up getting pissed up. We talked about work and what was going to happen. We talked about Jen and he advised me that I really should meet her and get closure. He said we both did stupid things, but we are good people. Once I get closure, then I will be able to move forward in my future without an anchor of emotion holding me back. He said once that is resolved, then we can talk about my employment future, what I want to do and where I want to go. So that was checked off the list. At least I still have a job. Dad is looking good. There is still a matter of Jen, which has been consistently in my thoughts. I unblocked her on Facebook and scrolled through to prepare me for what was to come. I sent a PM and asked if we could meet for dinner sometime soon. We only exchanged pleasantries and are meeting for dinner in the next few days. That will be my next update. Okay. All right. So now we're about to go to the next update. Let's see what we got here. Jen and I agreed to meet at a restaurant a few hours after she got off work. Now going into this, I was afraid of two things. Then my anger would remain and I would act accordingly, or my love for her would remain and I would act accordingly. I was hoping to find a comfortable median in the gray area. All my plans flew out the window the moment she walked through the door. She looked wonderful. She smiled and walked over and my stomach was in my throat. Oh boy. Your friend probably, 
your friend was trying to give you an assist. And I understand where that friend is coming from. But at the same time, I'm not sure if this is the uh, MGTOW friend. But at the same time, he should understand that a lot of men, including him, a lot of these guys aren't ready for that. A lot of guys, like I said, they're not letting their scars heal properly. They're not using the right treatment. You understand? So they decide to put themselves back into an old relationship trying to end it. (laughs) These guys, man. Motherfuckers got a lot of learning to do when it comes to dealing with these stupid bitches. And see, I only say this shit because, like I said, I don't deal with these whores. I don't really deal with these hooligans like that. I mean, a lot of these gentlemen out here, they still, they still, you know, they still go through the procedure of, you know, trying to court a hoe and all this other crazy nonsense. That shit is despicable. That shit should be a sin. And these niggas need to repent. Fuck reflect. I'm not even shout out to shout out shout out to uh Showface News. You guys go on YouTube, check out Showface News. And it's not red pill, it's not red pill, it's just a nigga from Queens. Shout out to Queens. Just a nigga from the city. Okay? Shout out to Queens. But I'm not even gonna use reflect anymore, because I've been low-key biting and low-key jacking these niggas, respectfully. But I'm gonna start using repent. Fuck a reflection. These bitches need repentance. Like, what the fuck are these bitches? See, and that's the problem. And see, that's how women play the game, too. See, a woman knows. You got to really psychologically put this shit together. A woman knows that that man has not gotten over her. And in her mind, she figures that she can get this man back because she because he reached out to her. She may have not even thought about the guy anymore, believe it or not. And in terms of her sexual activity and whatever she's doing after all of that shit occurs, think about it. I wasn't this nervous when we lost our virginity together. We shared a short, awkward hug, and I could Ooh. smell my favorite perfume on her. Y'all lost. Ooh. See, I got to give this guy credit. And I've said this from the beginning because, for one, you know, it's very difficult to come across people. And for me as a man, I say since my last relationship, I just and it's not just because of that, because once I became more red pill aware, it was other relationships that compiled to how I feel today or really how I am, not how I feel, but how I am and how I generally think with women. I have to expect the worst to find anything better in the long run. And it's the same shit that a woman will say to a guy. If a guy is nice and good and he doesn't make enough, then that could disqualify him. If a bitch has a nice ass and she's a piece of shit, then that would disqualify her as well. If a bitch is in shape, but she's a cunt, that would disqualify her as well. You know what I mean, we have to be very critical when it comes to this type of information. It's 1201. Let's finish this shit off so I can finally eat. Is she about to love bomb me or play some emotional tricks? Mm-hmm. Is she in another relationship and here to show me what I missed? No rings on her finger, even the one I gave her. We talked about my dad first, and she told me she always checked in on him when she was on shift and assured me his surgeon for the upcoming bypass was one of the best. We kick around small talk like her extreme workload during the pandemic and what I experienced during lockdown in Tokyo. I was seriously getting ready to crack. I can assure you, 
I was calm and collected on the outside, but falling apart underneath. I told myself I needed this, to consolidate these feelings in order to move on finally. It seemed we were dancing around the elephant in the room for a painful amount of time, and she finally looked at me and her face changed. The whole conversation after that is a blur. I will recount it to the best of my ability. First, I want to tell you how sorry I am for what happened and for hurting you. <laughs> Are you sorry when you got caught or actually sorry for how you hurt me? Of course I'm sorry for what it did to you. What it did to our lives and our future. I threw it away because of my insecurity. So did you plan it because of your insecurity? Or you secretly wanted to punish me for the people I was with when we weren't a couple? Uh-huh. Maybe both. But Bingo. What the fuck did I say earlier? And I didn't listen to this. I downloaded this shit while in the fucking car. Okay? Before I even pulled off. I didn't listen to this shit. But I knew it from the beginning. That was the only reason and the only excuse that she had to want a open relationship before the marriage. That was her only excuse that the guy went somewhere else and got something else better from someone better that made him a better performer in sexual activity. Okay? <laughs> Bitch, this, this gives her... And see, that's, she ruined her own life from her decision, man. I hate to say this, but this is typical behavior from typical modern women. I hate to say that. I really do. But that's just what it is. And you got to learn as a man to understand it and be able to move forward. Have it, have a indifference, but do not have hatred. Do not have anger. Be able to tell shit the way that it is. Bitches who can't cooperate, can't participate. Let me say that any other man that was in my life before we were engaged, I never loved like I loved you. Mm. Tim, her ex before me, cheated on me because he always told me that he could never compete with the feelings I had with you. We broke up for that reason. I did not know this. And to be honest, I never felt bad he cheated. I never wanted you to know I was going to sleep with another man. I thought I could emotionally detach from it. And even if you found out, we could work through it like everything we ever experienced before. Yeah, of course. You thought very wrong. It was Yeah, yeah, because you know why she thought that? She and see this is this is a good example of a woman just displaying her true intentions and her true nature. She wanted her cake and she wanted to eat it too. She was mad and upset that the guy went out there and enjoyed his life due to her bad decision from the beginning. That's what she's mad about. And then like her curiosity of the fact that this guy is just out here laying down pipe in, 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 in fucking foreign places and shit, slaying bitches. Now you want to go out there and live the life. It's the same. It's like it's feminism in a nutshell. If you think about it, probably the most painful thing I have ever experienced. I didn't need you to be perfect or experienced. I just needed you to be mine. All of them, Jen, every single one could never add up to what I felt with you. But now I am thinking, was it a real feeling or the projection of the dream of us that our family wanted or the fantasy we expected? It started to get emotional and Jen excused herself and went to the washroom to collect herself. <laughs> we were in a good medium-sized restaurant and only Shut. a few tables were occupied. <laughs> Paul tagged along for some support, as some of you mentioned, Ugh. and strategically placed himself in the sealed-off lounge. Ugh. I looked over to get some encouragement. Or th and he was probably embarrassed. He probably looked at you like, you dumb. I would I would, I would, have walked over to him respectfully. I would have walked over to him and said, you dumb, idiotic, piece of shit, bum. And not from a financial 
point of view from a from a mindset like a bum mentality very very bum very he's doing things in a very bummy fashion this is a this is a very suspect bummy behavior from this individual man already cowering down this is embarrassing thumbs up and he is having a rather animated conversation with two rather attractive ladies damn laughing and hand gestures the whole nine yards gangster he finally looks over and gives me a questioning thumbs up and i nod that everything's okay he smiled. It ain't okay. You know it isn't. Smiled, then gave me the middle finger with a smirk and went back to his extracurricular activities. <laughs> this effing guy, seriously. Jen comes back and we resume. Is there anything you want to ask about that night? It can't be undone. It doesn't matter. Nothing happened. I wasn't even sure if I could have done it. When you called the room, it scared the crap out of me and I raced down to the lobby, but you were already gone. It doesn't matter now. I'm not here to rehash the past. Eliminated. I want us to work on moving forward. Yeah. Can you forgive me? Of course I can forgive you, and I do forgive you. You're not a horrible person. You just made a horrible series of choices which put us here. It is not all your fault. I should have been more open and understanding of your worries as well. I was going through a cycle of emotions from love to anger to regret. Part of me wanted to yell at her, and another part of me wanted to take her home and forget this never happened. For the past few weeks, I've been watching these Reddit videos on YouTube, mm -hmm. preparing myself for this conversation. Okay. And seeing these men punishing themselves for what their significant others had done much worse damage than the actual cheating. I was determined to not be that simp. Yeah. I started looking at her with the old man's words running through my mind. Yeah. Painted face, painted nails, yeah. and form-fitting dress. Yeah. Do I even really know her? Mm -hmm. If this is her outward appearance, is her mind the same? Mm -hmm. Are all their minds the same? I hardened myself. Wow. But now, is there anything in the future for us? Nick. I want you to remember when we Nick. were kids and walking home from the park, that vicious dog that approached us. I got in front of you on instinct to protect you, to save you. The owner called the dog and it took off. Just mere seconds, really. But when you are nine, that's pretty scary. All these years later, I stood in front of you, loving you and protecting you for whatever would come at us. But this time when I stood in front of you, giving you everything, I had you stick a knife in my back. Just like the frog and the scorpion. This statement really hit her like a bolt and she lowered her head and sobbed a bit. I wasn't finished. I needed to get it all out. I'm sorry. She takes out the ring box and slides it across the table to me. I leave it there. I don't want this. I am pissed off. You think I want to be sitting here with my heart jumping out of my throat and you crying? I want to be home playing with the baby we would have by now. Damn. I can't remember anything said in the next few minutes. She began sobbing and holding her hands in her face. I have said some shitty things in my life, but that one takes the cake. I apologize and said that went too far. How is that going too far? She's the one that caused everything. You're just being realistic. Stop apologizing, man, for being realistic. That's what I want to say before I officially end this episode, because we're already near uh, 1210. It's already Thursday. It's already my Friday, so I still have to go in the house, eat, and go to sleep. But I'm going to play the last bit of that. But let me just let me just say something. Um, stop apologizing for telling the truth. We as men, <clears throat> in order to impress a lot of these stupid women, you you would have to essentially make them feel as if they're superior and at the same time argue and be as problematic as they are to find you attractive. If you disagree, look at any hyper-masculine figure who is adored by women. Think about it. Okay? It snapped me out of anger mode. The rest of the conversation calmed down, and after I had blown off that steam, we actually had a normal talk just about life in the future. 
Because our parents are so close and her mom and dad are like my number two family and vice versa. We talked about how we could coexist in this realm as friends. Reconciliation is not on the table. She got up to leave and we hugged for a long time. I'm going to leave this here and finish the rest off tomorrow. It's been a long few days. Well, I gotta, I gotta get the rest of that. That's number one. I'm gonna need to get the rest of that. And we're gonna have to go back. So like I said, I really enjoy these Reddit stories. And now that I have this natural reader, I can now have some um, some episodes where I can actually gather stories from Reddit or gather articles that I want to talk about dealing with statistics and things of that nature and be able to have it read out instead of me reading it. I'm not the best reader. It's not that I can't read. It's just consistently a long period of time. It's just like, oh, it's a fucking drag. But anyway. We're an hour and 58 minutes or an hour and 57 minutes in, approaching an hour and 58. It's been another great, vibrant, I must say, a very vibrant episode of the Red Pill Party podcast. As as I'm approaching tomorrow, which would be, like I said, well, today, actually, wake up and prepare for the rest of today. Which will be the final day until my three-day weekend, which I'm looking forward to that. But hopefully you guys, you people out there, you guys are staying on the up and up. I'm just trying to get through the rest of the week. But as I always say, it's now the beginning of another day. And in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. This is going to be my slogan for now on. The Chapel of the Crimson Capsule. The Chapel of the Crimson Capsules. Red Pill Party Podcast. Signing out. Peace.